played is like the greatest friend you could ever have. He don't sweat much. He's half Cherokee. Navajo. Nice to know I can still come into a strip joint and get a complimentary lap dance. Eh, Shay? You seriously want me to let you base your nickname over money and loads? Top of the world, man. You are diabolical. Carry your own fucking jacket. Move. All right, let's get it going. Uh... Guys, I'm a little drunk. Bob <laughs> suffocating in his own farts. Uh, this is Matt and Bob, and this is the analysis. Okay, today we're talking dice, the finale, the big finale. Bringing it home, baby. Uh, bringing it home. Uh, joining us to break it down is our co-host, Mr. Two Headphones, Gregor. You are drunk. The man, the myth, the filth. <laughs> Man, the myth of Bill. Okay. Um... <laughs> a little bumpy on the takeoff, but here we go. Let's yeah, do it. All right. This is uh, five. The episode is five grand. The finale of six Dice. Six grand. Oh, six grand, right. <laughs> six grand. It stars Michael Rappaport. Greg, your boy. That's right. Don Self from uh, TV's Prison Break. Exactly. Um, let's not get into that too far. I know it's your favorite show. So, uh, this was pretty bad. I didn't really... <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Jesus, can, I mean... Can I at least give the breakdown? <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's hear the breakdown. Let's, let, let's hear Bring it. Bring it on down, Greg. Season one, episode six, six grand. Dice's place atop his crew is threatened when an old friend, Bobby the Mooch, returns to town with newly acquired wealth. After jealous behavior causes him to lose milkshake, Dice fights to win back his best friend. Season finale. Hey. That's what they choose to finish up the run. Go out on a high note. Uh, An episode about a guy desperate to change his nickname, and that is about it. Bobby the Mooch ain't moochin' no more. (laughs) You know, um, about that nickname, Bobby the Mooch, I was wondering, maybe maybe it's time that I I could get a new name. What do you think? Well, um, let's get into it and dig into this cold open first before we we dig (laughs) too much into the nicknames. (laughs) Um, so you gentlemen- We open on Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> Open on Hell's Kitchen, Milkshake and Dice have just done a workout, and they're laying in bed in their workout clothes. And um, and basically the last scene you see Carmen in. Am I correct? Oh, no, she comes back a little later, and she's complaining about how she's got to give Dice a ride to the Tangiers. But Carmen comes in. She's upset that the two gentlemen are sweating in the bed, and uh, Dice begins another one of his um, disrespecting or unfriendly moves to milkshake and makes him get off the bed and stand over by the the dresser <laughs> for the rest of hell's kitchen yeah uh and then says hey i got six grand in that drawer don't steal it to which we learn that uh, milkshake is uh, a kleptomaniac and has a disease <laughs> similar to being blind <laughs> yeah. great line <laughs> yeah and i shouldn't make light of his uh illness because mm-hmm. uh, so, I guess uh, they were they were at some store and he, some coffee shop and uh, Dice saw him steal some man's sunglasses. Something that yeah. has not been revealed to this date. Out of all of a sudden, he's a kleptomaniac for the comedy. Yeah, which could have been which could have been a lot of fun. Yeah. but instead it was a throwaway gag. And when, he, when they were taking all those, the whole... uh, those like artist penises, it could have been like, hey, you've been, yeah, oh, yeah. he could have been in your stealing... compartment. 
I got Mike Tyson and, and penises. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got Liberace and Mike Tyson in my trunk. Yeah. Uh, so my thing about the cold open, right? So Nat- Natasha's like, hey, get off my bed. You're sweating on it. Uh, fuck you, milkshake. And he's like, all right, shake. Yeah, let's get off the bed. And then the next scene, she's like, why are you so mean to milkshake? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was the one ordering yeah. out of her house off off the bed. She was just treating and him like a dog. Like, yeah, how dare you treat your best friend like that? I think you should treat him nicely. Like you should show him some respect. Oh, that's so you're funny. right. I know, God. Milkshake, my best friend. Oh man, that's great. All right, well, let's get into the the meat of the episode. <laughs> Uh, Michael Rappaport plays Bobby the Mooch back in town, uh, n- n- fresh off of a big windfall. His his nephew built some app, and now he's a <laughs> multi-millionaire. And he, he's picking up the tab all over town. Uh, quick sidebar, this is kind of what I wanted to see in theory from the show, like them all over Vegas, kind of spending big and debauchery and all that. But it was just bogged down in this guy begging to change his nickname from Bobby the Mooch to Bobby the Wad. Because <laughs> he has big and, wads and, and, and big loads. Big wads of money big and big Big wads loads. and big loads. And I, for a minute there, Bob, I know you felt the same way. I was praying. Get into the loads the heavy bit. Loads bit. <laughs> the heavy loads bit. For those I listeners was... who don't know about the heavy loads, Dice released about a 15-minute video on Facebook drunk on his <laughs> on his patio. Of his hotel. He was fresh off of a show in Philly. He was like outside of the venue on the street, just kind of riffing with a cigarette. And he's talking about just getting his bone the... rock, getting his, getting his, all of his loads out there and how unbelievable his loads are. When you go into work next week, you tell him your loads this week were beyond fucking belief. And you know what? And you know what? I did, did it alone. It alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we were gonna get a little bit of the the bone. I know. Rock bit, I but... I was I was hoping we get some bone rock and get some of that unbelievable loads. But I mean, I think I, some of the load uh, stuff was good though. Him going like, "You want me to call you after your load? You want your nickname to be because of your loads? Like he he couldn't wrap his he head a, around it. He is a big load and he's a big wad of cash. It's a double on <laughs> Now Matt. As the as the um, nickname guy in almost every sur- social group I'm in, I'm the guy who assigns nicknames. That's so, right. Yeah, you and Dice share that in common. Yeah, I, I gave think Greg about that. Rot his nickname or Greg Filth, however you want. I gave uh, my buddy Bones his nickname. Uh, your you buddy Bones, go, yeah. Go all the way down the list, I have uh, several nicknames that I've given out. Not all of them are successful, but uh, yeah. Cameron Shark Man. Oh, yeah, the man shark. He's still uh, old Roxy. Uh, Scott Freeman, um, AJ Patton, the Tiny Dancer. We can go on for days. Tiny. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, my favorite is the evolution of uh, Greg's nickname because we even had a poll going for a little while. Uh, Harry Plopper, uh, <laughs> Harry's gay older brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Greg. Greg. Uh, Greg Potter, Harry's gay older brother. That's what it was. I think. That's right. Yeah, something yeah, you know. Uh, Progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Greg Puss, Greg Otterpuss. Yeah, there's been a bunch, so. <laughs> I give the nicknames. Dice gives the nickname. Yeah, they, they, they're not all number one picks, 
But, um... Yeah, yeah. So I can understand Dice's frustration when you have a nickname that sticks and everyone has agreed <laughs> upon, and then someone wants to come change it uh, for vanity's sake. And so or perhaps, I am, you'd be like, or perhaps you know, it's like it's a name that, like, one or two people use over and over again, and outside of that small group of friends in the broader world, because you know so many people, it's a pointless nickname that a couple of assholes just sort of happen to lob onto and can't let go. Maybe it's like that. I kind of empathize with Bobby the Mooch. Like he's moved on. He's moved on. I can't relate. I can't relate to that, Greg. I don't know what you might be referring to. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that Greg Rot is a great nickname. I don't know why anyone would change that. I think I lost my connection. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so now we're still live. We're still live and clear. Okay. Well, my 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 thing with my thing with that scene is that he's like, "All right, we're breaking the bank. I'm gonna bring in some whores. We're gonna do Vegas right. The mall. We don't go to the mall. The mall comes to us." And then an awkward five second kind of pause. They don't cut. Uh, and then two racks of suits off the. I mean, some generic store are wheeled in. Like, are these are the designer brands? It's like a bunch of gray suits. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to rejoice with like the luxury we're living in here. I think like well, three chicks, one of who he doesn't remember her name, uh, Celeste. Celeste. I know was, was his the best, favorite. Yeah. They, Celeste um, is the best, that, and they the whole, they wheel in some generic suit jackets. The whole scene was bizarre because it's like these old buddies. They all were hanging out, all pals. I guess like twenty years ago. And what are the guys' names? Like, like Lemonade and Flapjack? They have dumb names. I cannot remember them for the life of me. But I thought this was, like, Dice's group of cool pals, like, from back in the day. Like, they came up with them, and they're just, like, these... They, they look like they run dry cleaners. Like, they, they're yeah, these nerdy losers. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, uh, I know I that think I... it's all the losers that... It's all the losers that hung around with him uh, during his heyday when, like, suckle at the golden teat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when when they're out to dinner, Bobby Mooch is telling the story about how, hey, remember when you you brought me on stage that one time and, <laughs> and told me to get on my knees and bark like a dog and bark, motherfucker, motherfucker, bark. And my mom was in the stand and she loves that story. Yeah, there was definitely some pent up aggression, some some former misdoings to Bobby the Mooch that he he wanted to write on the Vegas trip. That's for sure. Yeah, I I got that from Bobby, but the other guys they all seem like. They were going way back, like, we're all pals, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, no, we're with Bobby now, because that's what happens. Like, after Bobby starts uh, showing them the good life, the life Dice used to have, they all, like, turn on a dime. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Except, of course, for Milkshake, who may or may not be playing it. Mm. Yes. Correct. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so we, we get the standard strip club scene. Yeah, um, a little more TNA, second TNA. Yeah, 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 a little TNA. By the way, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen, did you notice this was the first week without an impression? I know, I was just about to say that. No impression this uh-huh, week. Bummer. Do you think it's because they figure that the bit is old hat, or do you think it's he literally has no more impressions to I do? I think he's out of impressions. I think he's... I think he's he, he's run out. Well, you know, he still he still has his John Travolta and Al Pacino and Dan, <laughs> Danny DeVito. To, and we know Eric Roberts is to. still in the bag. Yeah, we got Eric Roberts, Roberts oh, yeah. coming up. Why don't you yeah, just where shut the your fuck is fucking he? mouth? The worst. <laughs> is that Mickey Mouse? <laughs> That's what he does. Uh, <laughs> Eric Roberts, where the fuck is he? Uh, I I did like that he's. 
Uh, we did get another over here now reference. Uh, when he Bobby the Mooch comes to dinner and he's like, "Look at this guy over here now." There you go. Strip club scene, and then uh, things kind of derail when Bobby asks Dice to toss him his shirt, even though they're equidistant from the the jacket. I mean. Uh, and then a line is drawn in the sand because Bobby has VIP tickets to see the big fight. Uh, and they they all go with Bobby. And then, yeah, and then what? Cut to cut to the boxing match, and Dice is like, you know, I'm going to do one better. Uh, I know the boxer. He gets backstage to kind of hype him up um, and then throws his back out on <laughs> international television. Yeah, well, the reason why his back was thrown out was because, uh, to rewind a bit at the top of the episode, right after he meets with Bobby the Mooch, or maybe it's right before, he uh, the Denali's in the shop. This the the Denali oh, yeah. that keeps coming Pro- up. Product placement. Bad product placement. The Brand de- new top of the line Denali in the shop. Yeah, he's in the shop, and it needs another months. day. So uh, Dice has the the bum loner car, which almost think think the mask for people who haven't seen the episode. Think the mask, how he gets that loner car to show up to the club, and it's a piece <laughs> of puttering junk. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of what Dice. You know, it has a it has a red door, and it's a you know yeah. Gold car. They were going for they were. They were definitely going for that joke, but it did not land. Uh, although the uh, his mechanic was like, "It's got a dope sound system, a great uh, you know CD collection, CD collection, yeah." And it's just this total clunker. Uh, and uh, D- Dice's back can't handle it. The Denali is the only one where his back feels right. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. Uh, and then he gets into a fight with Bobby the Mooch in the uh, what entrance hall of the where where the boxers come yeah, out. He like yeah. follows he's him te- through like he like he's one of the entourage. <laughs> Just to one up him, it's so lame. And then he's like, <laughs> the look on his face when his back goes is so funny. He's like, oh fuck you, motherfucker! Ah, my back. <laughs> Bobby the Mooch leans over to try to give him to kiss kiss his asshole. He like bends down and like spreads <laughs> yeah. his cheeks over dice. <laughs> oh, while well, like this boxer is like trying to walk up and like do the thing, it's like it's yeah. The, the idea oh, that the man. camera would be the 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 stadium camera would be fixed on that and not the entrance of the boxers is absurd. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the main event is about to start. Wait a second, some old comedian <laughs> is passed out on the floor. <laughs> oh well, it looks like looks some like a... old comedian has thrown his back out in the entrance. And his friend oh, is Nelly. making him kiss his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause as the as the security Got... are now hauling dice away for whatever reason and they're letting Bobby the Mooch hang out in the aisleway, the the last pan of the the scene is the camera going up and, and looking, and the whole crowd is watching Dice get embarrassingly hauled, embarrassingly hauled away. On but he gets hauled screen. away. He, he gets hauled away. But like the security guys just let him through. Like they all like just let him go on in. They didn't care. And then all of a sudden he throws his back out. Get the hell out of here! You can't throw your back <laughs> yeah. out, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a loser! I can't believe I let that guy in here. <laughs> I would I would have loved to see like like a Harry Sharer like doing like the announcer because it, it's like a, oh Whitey Ford now on the field begging for the crowd for some sort of sanity what a barrage of pretzel sends Whitey t- <laughs> that would have been awesome uh, yeah but I mean Dice has not looked like a bigger loser than in than this episode uh, and then we have the ultimate Brutus move. <laughs> Milkshake turns on Dyson. 
Why don't you just go home? <laughs> as true in Shakespeare's time as it is today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little yeah. Shakespeare reference on dice. It is a highbrow comedy. There you go. Milkshake, who who told the crowd or who told the audience this week that he's part Navajo. So we have that that little Yeah, bit. yeah, right. not Cherokee. He's part Navajo. Yeah, and a kleptomaniac. Something new about Milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Learn a lot about Navajo kleptomaniac. <laughs> the uh, the it's like an onion. The more you peel away, the more it stinks. Uh, yeah. So then we have a scene that I frankly zoned out on, where he's uh, dejected, roaming around the early hours of Vegas, and stumbles into some old, tired. <laughs> Loner woman. No, hold, on. Uh, no, no, hold on, hold on. He he thinks it's milkshake. He looks at it and like milkshake is sitting in oh, the car yeah, and he yeah. does a double take and it's like some old tramp. Yeah, and then him and the tramp become best friends. <laughs> he says, "I'll friend you on Facebook, but I gotta go." <laughs> and then he, and then we see him saunter off down the street. Uh, that was probably the funniest part for me. Seeing dice. Running away in his combat uh, boots and his so like stu- black shorts yeah. and his Brooklyn and cut off. <laughs> so, yeah, his so we Brooklyn go. Tea. So we uh, jump into the the casino. Dice is shouting for milkshake. Milkshake, milkshake. I love you. I love, I love you, milkshake. And uh, yeah, very touching. Yeah, we find milkshake at the. Was, was he playing craps? I think it was. Was he playing craps or slot? Yeah, he was yeah, just he was standing craps. in the uh, he, casino somewhere. He, 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 he was just standing there. I think he was at the roulette table because Dice is like, well, you're playing roulette. You already won today. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, right. the big reveal, Milkshake has been playing Bobby the Mooch mm. uh, for the actual six grand he has in his sock drawer, whereas Dice's is metaphorical, which I, I didn't realize that was a bit back in the open where it's like, hey, I got six grand in the top of that drawer. I just know want you to know that I know, but I guess it's just a bit. He doesn't. He doesn't have. Six I, grand. I didn't. I didn't think it was. I, I thought it was it. a bit. It was like, wait, does he have the money? I know he's hard up for cash. Like it didn't. The bit didn't land at all. Yeah, if they were doing a bit, that did not make any sense. But I guess Bobby the Mooch actually does have five grand in his drawer or six grand. Uh, and Milkshake stole it. And, and now they're going to go blow six grand, and that's the end of the show. And the end of the yeah. series. At least the yeah. season. Yeah. Maybe the series. Who knows? That could be it. Uh, what are your predictions? Do you think it's been renewed? I mean, I haven't heard anything. There's no news. We'll have Greg kick this one off. I... It's a coin toss. If it, I, It's showtime. I'm, like, looking at all these shows they've got on here. They could easily throw this another season, you know? They don't have a ton of stuff that's must-see, you know? They, like, I think I watch Homeland, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. And I and it's a, I, I don't know how well Billions is doing or anything, but... Well, Billions opens up with Paul Giamatti being pissed on. Uh, so that, <laughs> that kind of set the tone for the series for me. Uh, Sounds better than Dice. Yeah. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Uh, I don't know. I, I could see it getting renewed, but because it was only a six-episode uh, buy, maybe they were like, this really better take off if you want it to get another season. And yeah, the, I don't know. This it was so inconsistent. It's, it's it's hard to say. It's very. Uh, I mean, we talked about this last week where it's like one good episode was preceded by a awful one. And when you only have six episodes and you're only hitting on half of them. <laughs> yeah. 
for a total of maybe maybe two even really i mean i think episode five was one of my favorites and then episode three with uh the chris angel one those are my two Mm -hmm. that i would say i i I thought were the best yeah the elvis one was a dud uh the one with brody i thought was okay brody was all right yeah uh chris angel was funny uh the alimony one i don't even remember that one that was the one where he goes to the tangiers with tony Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where the 10 years yeah. starts. And then there's uh, episode five I'm... with his kids, and then this one. Yeah, the kids one. I don't know. There were some things in the last one that I liked. The Sal Maldonado one. Mm-hmm. Milkshake yeah. was really yeah, funny that's what in that I'm one. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Milkshake. Mr. Milkshake. Mr. Milkshake. Yeah, cartoon character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So what uh, do you think, Bob? It seems I'm kind of split. Yeah, this is uh, – I think they – it's it's such a low commitment for them though. I, the the concerning yeah. things is that it only got six episodes. It's almost like it's almost like in sports when they give the guy a one year contract, and it's 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 hardly a commitment. And it's just like we'll we'll give you a shot, and if you knock it out of the park, great. And then if not, it's it was hardly an investment on our part. And that's kind of the the same thing it feels here, mm-hmm. where it was like six episodes. All right, no one watched it. Um, I, I, unfortunately for us, we've never pulled up the ratings numbers on this podcast, but I have them right here. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, so I think if the ratings are even decent, cause to have a, um, to, to, to just do a production at all of any type of show, it, it, it's, it feels like you're almost starting a small business. I don't oh, yeah. know. It could just because oh, yeah. it costs so much, it costs at least a million dollars to get this thing off the ground. So I'm like, you know, you might as well give it an extra six or seven episodes or, you know, mm. an, another half season or however you want to do it to see if, to see if it could really take off. So I, I think it will get another few episodes. I don't think we've seen the last of it. Hope so. Uh, I could, e- I could easily see a season two, another six episodes, but I feel like with a six episode by you'd get some renewal halfway in after they see how it's doing. You're like, all right, let's get four more here. Let's push it to 10. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, let's do another six for season two. <clears throat> There's been no word at all the uh the the whole release was so muddy but like everything is available at once but also episode one was available a week early but also we're gonna air this every sunday night and it was very confusing it was a it was a relatively high promoted rollout like it wasn't like like when homeland comes on i see commercials for that all the time or i see write-ups about it all the time this one with the social stuff, I think I saw a billboard for it. I think I saw a magazine for it. This was definitely pushed a little more than I would expect for a, a show like this. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't like a backburner show. No. I mean, it wasn't like their flagpole or anything. But I did see some billboards around L.A. for sure. Okay. Um, and I definitely think Showtime is a good marriage mm-hmm. for Dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see it on any other network. Um, and it's not like they have any sort of, you know um, – uh, they've got like, know, like shameless tv and like californication <clears throat> like there are That's done, they though. i know but all, i'm saying like yeah. shows like that all kind of match the tone of what this like of the persona like this house of lies which i've never watched it all kind of seems living in the same network if that makes sense mm-hmm. dice could be much more like californication and it would benefit greatly i agree a, well that's what so uh, just if they get a season two what do you want to see? Like, I want to see these guys to look back at these episodes and be like, okay, it's funny when 
you have you are like going into the casino your boss tells you this is this bullshit job you have to do then like try to find a way out of it or something like schemes and stuff not the whole well you're disrespecting me or you like that shtick is the thing that gets old that was this whole episode you know yeah, I mean, uh, Californication kind of revolved around his tumultuous relationship with his on-again, off-again wife. I mean, maybe something like that could uh, could be in play. Uh, another love interest in giving Natasha more to do. Have her maybe have another love interest, something. To... Yeah, I don't know if people I mean, are interested <laughs> in Dice romantically. I don't know if the audiences will no. be interested in, like, is he going, are they going to end up together? That whole draw, that whole pull that Californication rested on, I don't think is here. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're more set up for, <clears throat> for individual bits or circumstantial episodes versus one giant love through line i definitely think tony at the tangiers can have a bigger role i think we should yeah. we, we could do some clips from his shows i think yeah. more things could revolve around backstage at dice's shows or a heckler at his show exactly or, you know, let's turn it it's into all, entourage let's see him in action we're let, let, let's get some let's get some like you know jerry seinfeld you know like we, we see some of his stand-up in there i mean let's Sprinkle that in, or even like Louie, like uh, every episode or so many episodes of Louie would start off with like you know two three minutes of him doing yeah, something. Like yeah. I'm not saying to completely rip that off, but that, I feel no, like he I never mean, made I, any jokes on the show. You never saw him perform, and I know that's like it's supposed to be a behind yeah. the scenes, but throw us some bones instead of like just always nostalgia twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just him being a total loser yeah. and how his his life is completely. But yeah, uh, this is kind of interesting, actually. If you guys want to see some up to up to the minute uh, ratings, <clears throat> so the the premiere checks in at uh, 0.25 million. Uh, the 18 to 45 demo is a uh, 0.11. I don't even know what that means. And then we do a a, a stark 37 percent decrease to episode two. 0.18 million, uh, and the demo is at 0.07, and then we decrease by 14 percent. In episode three, a 16% decrease. To episode four, a 20% decrease. To episode five, these are decreases for, uh, on the decrease, or yes. Oh man. Okay. So episode five checked in at 0.15 million, uh, which is what a quarter million? Is that correct? No. Not even. Um, no, that's less. That's that's 150 thousand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is terrible. Uh, but then the finale jumps seventy five percent to about where the premiere hey, was. Oh, really? Point two two. Really? Yeah. Well, that's so bizarre. So the, the finale and the finale and the premiere were about the same numbers, but those don't look good. Those are I mean, some bad you're not even hitting half a million. You're not even hitting half a million viewers. And the one yeah. and the the better episodes nobody saw. So the That's the decent yeah. ratings were for like two of the duds. The 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 worst ratings were for our two favorite episodes. Yeah. Mm. Because because I mean you got the finale and the premiere which are going to the highest promoted I guess or and also you got the the star power of Michael Rappaport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would argue that Adrian Brody's a slightly bigger star than Michael Rappaport. Rap. Yeah, I agree. What, I, I don't understand. Why can Adrian Brody play a character and, and Michael Rappaport plays Bobby the Mooch? Like, <laughs> why couldn't Adrian Brody be playing a character? Yeah. I, having I don't know. I I just didn't like that. I mean that that one was fine. 
So, uh, uh, could, so yeah, get, could the we'll drop off? Could the drop off in ratings be because of all the streaming, all the all times? Well, so, that's you know, that's everyone, what I was thinking. Everyone watched the first one, and then the the, the thirty nine percent, and the fifteen, and the twenty. Could that could all be because people just kind of blew all through them in the same day? Probably. Well, yeah, not to that's mention, I mean. like, you, you have different. You have to measure ratings differently for all these apps. So if I'm watching it on the Showtime app, it might it might be calculated a different way. That's not the same as what. Like it's not the total thing for everything, and also like the numbers seem pretty low. But you got to keep in mind it's like it's premium on top of cable on top of having TV in the first place. You know, so yeah, not like, to mention all the podcasters that downloaded illegally. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like two or three, uh, or people that canceled their free trials <laughs> after watching all the episodes, which I made sure to do. <laughs> <laughs> just just got under the wire just 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 right at 30 days here we go baby yeah. uh all right well that wraps up dice on showtime um if we do get more episodes we'll be back to review those but in the meantime we move on to greener pastures uh i know when when the new season of south park comes out me and bob will be all over that oh yeah uh but in the meantime we'll try to uh you know Get some get some friends on. Talk to Andrew Papa. Discuss some movies with other enthusiasts. Yeah, different genres, different actors, different different all sorts of things. We're trying to work out here in the meantime. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. I I know. Uh, we can briefly talk about uh, Natasha Lagara was on um, Mark Maron's What the Fuck podcast, and uh, I listened to the whole thing. Um, and she talks about Dice Dice Connection for about three minutes. Uh, has a lot of good things to say about her working working relationship. Um, uh, Greg, you you listened to that as well, correct? Yeah, and it, it, she says what I think a big reason why we actually like the guy. Like, he's kind of just an interesting personality that has this weird that whole like you disrespected me, but not like a generic gangster kind of guy, but like lives in this strange world because he goes. Uh, she tells that anecdote of like. He sees a girl wearing flats. He's like, a girl wearing flats? Why? Like, what are you doing to me? As, like, <laughs> yeah. as if that's anything. But that kind of stuff has been in his comedy since day one. Like, it's very... There's some minutia there that isn't just a dick joke, even though it's a dick joke, you know? Uh, that's yeah. that's sort of always been my draw to listen to him. Because it, and he always wanted to be an actor. And he is a good actor. I don't know, it's... Very much so, yeah. Yeah, he always wanted to. Um, I mean, his, his act started with him doing a uh, a Nutty Professor ripoff <laughs> uh, where he becomes John Travolta, yeah. uh, essentially. Um, and he did that for, you know, weeks until he was able to develop other material. But yeah, the, the interview was kind of interesting because she's like, well, that anecdote I liked because in the episode three uh with chris angel we're like oh they must have filmed this during a live show and like i guess that's true where it's just him and her sitting there and they're (laughs) filming the chris angel show and he gets you know they're talking as regular people not in character and yeah the the whole the flats thing comes out and she's just like talking to him as a regular person and he's like ah i can't with these women why don't they you know dress up and you're wearing (laughs) flats and that that was what really you know irked him and so that was kind of a cool, like behind the scenes, like yes, it was. This was filmed amongst an actual audience at this show, and I think that was one of the more successful episodes for that reason. You know, uh, live from Vegas. You know, more aspects of the the area. Yeah, man, and th- and tonight, like this last episode was a Vegas one, but 
it still felt removed from Vegas. You know, like you had the setting of a boxing thing. Like, why couldn't most of the episode taken place there? Or, you know, instead of we're in there for two seconds, he gets knocked out and leaves or his back goes out or whatever. Like, but those are like yeah. perfect backdrops for stuff. Uh, instead, we yeah, somebody it's, it's, brings in suits like forced. it's room service. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, cheap looking suits. <laughs> <my own. laughs> yeah. You guys want a little bit of trivia? Let's do it. Yeah, okay, um, I'm going to try to make this a little smoother than the last time we tried this trivia. But um, mm. So this is a game called Also Known For. And so on IMDb, if you search someone's name and you get to their actor page, they have four titles that they are – or it's four of their most popular and most known for titles. So I thought we could play okay. some with the cast of the show. So uh, let's start with Dice. Can you guys guess IMDb's most known for movies on Andrew Dice Clay's page? Hmm. There's four that show up? There are four that show up for every actor. <laughs> Man, that's that's a tough call for uh, some of these guys. Uh, all right, well, I guess I would have to – I mean, for me, Ford Fairlane would be number one. Comes in number two. Uh, is, number is two. Is Blue Jasmine okay. number one? Blue Jasmine's number one. Wow. Yep. Two Blue more. Jasmine number one. Ford Fairlane number two. Uh, he's I guess he's they got that I mean, one known for- where he play he go he goes by Andrew Clay in the credits. Yeah, remember remember I, I, I tried to rent that as a possible follow up uh Yankee swap gift the next year. Oh yeah yeah. And couldn't even couldn't even make it through it. It was like <laughs> uh e- I'll give you a hint. That's that's not correct. Oh. There's the the other two one of them is a famous 80s movie directed by John Hughes. No, no way. Oh, is he in Pretty in Pink? Your guy. Pretty in Pink is the number three movie on Dice Clay is also wow. known for. And there's a sidebar. Andrew Dice in Pretty in Pink? There's a sidebar. Uh, this afternoon I went to Ferris Fest. Did you, uh, you see anything about that? No, tell us about it. I haven't heard about Ferris it. Ferris Fest is the 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So oh, really? Cool. The, over, the, over the past few days in the Chicago area, they've been doing like events like you could buy a $200 ticket to take like a van down to the high school where the Ferris Bueller went to high school and to watch a couple of actors pretend they were them and cool. shit like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing was cool, but it was it was wildly like – it was it was a Did bit you pay much. Two hundred? No, of course not. No, because you could buy you had to buy a ticket to go to this thing today, which was they were recreating the parade from the end of the movie, but you didn't have to uh-huh. get a ticket because it was in a public space. It was in Daly Plaza, so you just went there, and sure enough, they had a parade. But first, they had like all these drum lines from local high schools play that were not music from the movie. And then the grand finale was the actual recreation. You know, so they dressed up some kid to look like Ferris Bueller. They had Cameron and um, uh, the girl uh, from the Sloan. Yeah, yeah. So they had actors playing these guys. And up until then, you'd heard all this live music. They had like a marching band and a drum line and all this stuff. And then they're like, and now what you've been waiting for, the recreation of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And they play the audio from the movie. So you have all <laughs> these people dancing around and acting, but the you have a band right there, and it sounds horrible. And wow. there's even the dialogue from the movie was still in what was playing. And at some point, 
like the band completely drops out. So this poor asshole playing Ferris Bueller is like miming these words to a song nobody can hear as these other people are like miming this scene in front of it. It's, it was so Jesus. embarrassing. And so they finish it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, okay, they're all done. And then somebody yells, do it again. And you see Ferris look out in the crowd and his director holds up his finger. is like, yeah, one more time. And he's like, I guess we're doing it again. And they do the whole thing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was, that's a sidebar, so, but it was, it was pretty funny. Um, here, where it's New Year's Eve every day, here we go again. <laughs> One, two, three. Um, well, I guess you get what you pay for. The, um, exactly. The final Dice movie was Dice Rules, which is a special, so... And I didn't want to make you. Guys I I was gonna I was gonna guess one of his specials, but I I didn't know if they were all gonna be his specials or yeah. or which one. But yeah, Dice Rules his his first special. Right, let's do a couple more here. Kevin Corrigan. <laughs> uh, uh uh the town. Nope. I'll s- no really. Uh okay. I don't even remember him uh, in half of the stuff that's on here. It's pretty funny. I mean, they're uh, all he, real he, well known movies. It's just <laughs> you don't remember him. Oh he oh. He was in The Departed. That's I was going to say the departed. the departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of The Departed, not The Town. Um, yeah, it, what is that? Like, number one? Number one. Yeah, I don't. I won't be able to guess any of the other ones. But they're all probably along the same track, right? Um, okay, I'll well, just... For, for those playing at home, uh, try to get your guesses in and put us on pause. The, the next uh, <laughs> three are Pineapple Express, Superbad, and Goodfellas. All Kevin Corrigan movie. Oh, Goodfellas. Yeah, I, I actually forgot he was in that. Old Milkshake. Milkshake. Old Milkshake. In some in some credible movies though, and uh, let's bring it home with Adrian Brody because you guys should know a couple of these. Yeah, we got the pianist. It is twelve inch um, pianist. Hey, <laughs> Greg <laughs> going blue, just like Dice Clay's Blue Comedy <laughs> Hour. Sign him up. <laughs> <laughs> you got Brody and Pianist. Uh, yeah, what else was that? Oh, oh, um, the movie where it's him and Rachel Weiss. Uh, what? What's that movie? Oh, he was in um, Midnight. Ex- not Midnight Express. What? What's the? Are you saying a Wes Anderson? I was wondering if he was in a Wes Anderson. He is one. in a Wes yeah, Anderson, what's the which Ander- is on here. It's what's the Wes Anderson movie? That's the 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 hotel, the uh, Grand Budapest. That's number two. No, ding, no, ding, it's ding. the one where on the Grand train. Budapest. He's in it. Oh, he, that's number two. He's also is the, the other one, one on the train. Darjeeling Limited. Is that three? Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling yeah. Limited is not three. Hayes, mm-hmm. you should know oh, number okay. four. Number four should be right in your wheelhouse. I said twelve-inch pianist. Man, <laughs> I said uh, I can't think. Number three is King Kong, the two thousand five Peter Jackson. King oh Kong. yeah, and Jack number Black four. In that one? Yeah, Jack Black and Naomi Ugh. Watts. Um, and number four is Predators. Oh, God. Yeah, Predators. He's trying that to give you a hint. Terrible. Yeah, Predators with him and Lawrence Fishburne hanging out there on the Predator Island. Or yeah, Walton planet. Goggins was in that and uh, Toby Maguire. Nope, Topher Grace. They are the same person. Topher Grace. Yes, Topher Grace. Yeah, yeah. No, I would hang out yeah, with Topher Grace. You would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that- tune in next week for Who Would Greg Hang Out With? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's, so i uh sure. a little bit of trivia for you guys i, I like that all right well that, that was enlightening 
Uh, and uh, let, let's go into Michael Rappaport's. You guys want to play Mike Rap? Nice. <laughs> no. Prison Break. Uh, Agent he, Don Self. Okay. And then he was also he was also on Friends as one of Phoebe's love interests. Boston um, Public. He was a, a down on his luck Boston teacher. Boston Public. Yeah, I I miss that show. Good show. Uh, and then he he was also quoted in a My Chemical Romance song, or no, uh, Taking Back Sunday, I believe. There we go. They they they, where his he, recites some poem from a terrible movie I can't name, where it's like a beautiful girl can make you dizzy, like you've been drinking Jack and Coke all morning. She can make you feel high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was terrible. The sixth day, Hitch, The Heat, and Men of Honor, all Mike Rapp's known for, but he's a big part. Hitch. Hitch, yeah, he's a big part of um, True Romance. He's like a legitimate character in that movie. I, I'm surprised that's not on here. Why? Well, what is that based on? Star meter? Or I, I mean, how do they? Come no up idea. What it's, I think it's just movies you would recognize them in, or famous movies you'd know them for. I don't know. I don't know how they they come up with the formula. Who knows? All right. Well, that wraps up a dud finale with a <laughs> dud podcast. <laughs> Dice on Showtime is in the books. Season one, episodes one through six. Uh, I enjoyed it to a point. It was a lot of fun talking to it with you guys. So I hope you feel the same. Of course. How could I not? I know Andrew Papa really likes the show. He's our uh, number one listener and Sponsor. And shout out to the Lincoln for live streaming us every single week. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> that staff. This episode is brought to you by the Lincoln and their great craft cocktails. <laughs> it's raisin so aviary much. and toast. All right. Well, let's uh, burn it down, repackage, and come back with something else to talk about <laughs> on next week's episode of the Analysis. Bye. Let's go spend six fucking grand. What are we doing standing around here? You're playing fucking craps. You already won today. You and me, we buy suits the right way. Pop it.